It is the Matt Mosley Show, our weekly appearance from Coach Nikki Collin. The Baylor women, they were at it again in a really interesting contest uh, against Missouri. And, um, Nikki, I'll tell you, I uh, I was making my way home for covering the Baylor. Um, the, the ba- I mean, it was a fun day of Baylor Athletics uh, Big 12 title. And then I kind of was able to catch the very end of uh, the Baylor men were playing. I think it was Arkansas Pine Bluff. And then I was, I was able to get home in time to get a, a really good look at y'all's game against uh, against Mizzou. And I guess what I'd say right off is whoever picked that team low down in the SEC, I think that's probably wrong. And I, I would um, I would say that uh, I'm trying to think now of her, uh, the the uh, Aisha Blackwell, that, that was uh, mm-hmm. that was a pretty good that was a pretty good uh, uh, challenge I would say. I mean I think they're the thing about Missouri, um, you know, over the years is just they play a unique style. And so regardless of whether they're playing a Big Twelve team or an SEC team, you know, there's teams that have traditionally struggled with them, even in the years that, you know, they haven't been as good. And, you know, I think right now, um, you know, you had a team that was undefeated and you know, when, when you're undefeated, you're, you're playing with confidence, you know, regardless of, of who you've beaten or how good, um, you know, those teams are, you're, you feel good about yourself. And so I think, you know, early, you know, we, we, we got them down early and they had to call a quick timeout uh, because I do think we've played a little more difficult schedule than they have across mm-hmm. the board, even outside of Maryland, you know, and, and so we were a little more battle tested at that point, but I think, you know, they're a team that relies on the three. We did a good job of taking that away early. Um, you know, in the third quarter when they made their run and, and into the fourth, it was some of them were transition threes, some of them were offensive rebound threes. And and then Asia Blackwell, just she's a dynamic player. I mean, she's a McDonald's All American for a reason. Like that's not a that's not a kid that's come out of nowhere. Like that that's a player who is from Missouri, you know, wanted to make an impact at her home, you know, state school and you know, has just continued to get better. So obviously a dynamic score and can score in a variety of ways. And, and so they, you know, when they make threes and, and she's playing well for them, then they're, they're going to have a chance to upset a lot of teams. Yeah. It, it was uh, interesting uh, to observe that. And, and like you say, that is a kind of a, uh, you face some big guards. Uh, now, I mean, she's six foot. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't bigger guards out there, but still uh, the rebounding, I, I love a good matchup when you get two premier type players, and obviously we know how great Melissa is. I mean, 25 points and 17 rebounds in a women's game. I mean, you may see some of that, uh, Nikki. You having been in the WNBA, we see it in the in the NBA um, some nights from certain. I mean, you got to usually find a post player that can score a little bit, but to have a versatile player like Melissa be able to put up those kinds of numbers in the kind of condensed game that, that college basketball can be, uh, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. I mean, that is, that is uh, I would say that's about as highly productive a ball game as someone could have. What, what did you, what was, uh, what were your impressions of, of Melissa's game? I mean, I think the thing that she's done consistently, you know, the last month, you know, ha- has been rebound at an incredibly high level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Melissa, everyone's always known she can score. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a question mark and certainly a capable rebounder, but she is, she is dominating the glass and, and is really dedicated and taking a lot of pride in, you know, getting double doubles. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's a team that, um, you know, we, we need that. We need that from her. Um, there's no question for us to be successful. I mean, if you look at, um, Baylor statistics a year ago, 
it's probably the most dominating defensive rebounding team in America was the greatest strength the team had. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what's often overlooked in that is that, you know, Moon would go get seven or eight rebounds a game. And Eugene Carrington was a big guard that was going to re- rebound from the three spot. And Didi was probably the biggest point guard in America. Um, and so, you know, they, there was, uh, they had bigger guards that were, you know, going to mix it up, going to go pursue the ball. And, you know, we, we play three small guards this year and, you know, encouraging them to go, go run down long rebounds, be willing to battle. You're going to have to go get, you know, three or four a game, but you know, there are, there are times when if, if we just keep their guards from getting them, it's going to be, it's going to be list and queen that are going to go get the ball in a crowd um, and, and come away with it. So I think that's the most impressive thing. I think, you know, what's what sometimes what people don't understand about Melissa Smith is just how good her touch is from about 12 feet and in. Like she just, whether she's elevating into a, a short jump shot or she's floating or she's, you know, she's just really, really good um, at finishing in a variety of ways inside 12 feet. So, you know, I mean, that happened to be against them. They had smaller posts. You know, we, we were trying to get her more post touches. You know, and, and they, it's not like she's just drop stepping and scoring. She's more of a turnaround player, but, you know, we, we, we were really dedicated to getting the ball to her, you know, kind of between five and 10 feet from the basket. Talking to Nikki Collin, uh, Baylor women's coach on the Matt Mosley show, uh, ESPN Central Texas, her weekly appearance with us. What is it like? What is it like for your players and, and for you even to have like Dee Dee and Odyssey uh, sitting courtside? At a game like that, uh, two players that uh, have meant so much to the program and two WNBA uh, players at that. What uh, is that? Is that a pretty uh, a cool feeling uh, when 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 some of those stars uh, from the past uh, come to the arena? I think it's just. I think we want to constantly be a program that is is welcoming and wanting you know those guys to come back and made a point to get them courtside, um, you know, in that game because I I do think it's important that players when they leave here still feel connected um that that they have a legacy here and that you know our our players today are motivated by what what they did when they were here and what they're doing now and so you know i i got i got to coach odyssey for you know a couple weeks in the w we signed her in free agency last year and and even in free agency flew into dallas to meet with her and my gm at the time and so you know developed more of a personal relationship with odyssey kind of through that um Dee Dee came through this summer, so spent some time talking to Dee Dee, um, you know, here at the offices and, and just really wanting to continue to, to have those guys want to come back. And, you know, certainly those are both players. Um, you know, Odyssey is basically family for Sarah Andrews, like from the same area, um, mm. very, very close. Um, so there's that personal tie between them. Dee Dee played, you know, with the senior class of, of – of post players that we have. So there's more of a personal attachment, but it's, it's not just those guys. It's wanting to bring back, you know, players from the Barrett generation, which I'm sure a lot of people don't even realize they were the Barretts before they were the lady bears. And so, you know, it's like just kind of trying to tie it all together and, and, you know, to, to not be cliche ish, but, you know, having, having a sisterhood. The Barretts, man, we, are we going to, I guess we can't really bring those back. I mean, they were literally the Barretts like in the seventies. Um, into the early 80s before they were ba- Lady Bears. Gosh, that's pre, is that even pre-Maggie? 
just trying to think who would have been part of that thing back then. Yeah, and that was probably yeah. I mean, I had a fan that reached out to me to let me know that. You know, that wasn't only. I certainly didn't know my Baylor women's history before I got here either. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning on the fly. And yes. believe me, there are a lot of people that want me to learn. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I get my fair share of letters on um, a lot oh, of good. things. People still write letters. That's nice. Yeah, that 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 ain't um, true. Yes, yes. <laughs> Type, typed out some on a typewriter. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I I did uh, I did like the um, uh, I saw something on uh, social media about uh, Nikki's uh, coffee cart and uh, mm-hmm. that showed up on campus. And is that uh, is that a new business you've started? I mean, is that going to be become a regular type deal? It sounded like. Uh, Looked like a pretty good little crew that uh, showed up out there uh, so for some uh, for some free coffee. Now, where where did you set up shop? I was trying to look and see. Was it over yeah, by the fountain? Yeah, we were, we by were the right tub? outside Fountain Mall. Yeah, okay. we were right outside Fountain Mall, and All right. and uh, definitely rustled up some some people from the union. But yeah, you know the the idea being like just um, being personally connected. I just think students, you know, you 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 have two reasons why students come to basketball games because they either have a personal attachment or it becomes the cool thing to do, you know, and it's, so it's fear of missing out, you know? And so, you know, trying to create that personal connection, um, you know, I just think, I just think a student crowd can impact the game in, in a different way. Um, they just naturally have energy and um, you know, it's, it's not just about um the, it is about winning and losing from the fear of missing out, but it's just kind of the idea of, of going and having a good time and yeah. hanging out with their friends and, and being able to, to be crazy and silly and, you know, and, and not be worried about, you know, their, their, their chem final, you know? And so, you know, it, it just was a way to connect and, and I'm searching for different ways to connect the students here um, to get them excited about women's basketball. I mean, I was told from the time I got here that is as great as the fan engagement has always been here at Baylor and the attendance, you know, it there's just rarely been much of a student crowd, you know, so trying yeah. to connect those dots and, and look, I mean, everyone drinks coffee these days or the majority of people do. I love coffee. So it was kind of a way, I mean, Whataburger was our game sponsor. So we had, you know, free coupons to, to, the, to Whataburger. And so, you know, what student doesn't love free coffee and, and free burgers, fries and, and chicken biscuits. So, you know, it, it was it was awesome. It was it was well yeah. put together. It was hopefully you know something that we we can do fairly regularly. But you know, just kind of caught people between class when people are just on the move. Well, it's a fun venue. It's a fun team. I, I think it's an easy team to enjoy uh, and, and come out for. And I, I think it's a good idea. And uh, sadly, when I was in school, I mean, we were uh, our women were really bad. And, um, you know, I don't want to date myself, but that was a, that was maybe back in the early to mid-90s, and we weren't doing much there. And Sonia Hogue came, and it got a little better, and then it got a lot better. But, uh, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It'd be great to have more students out there. Now, tell me about this, uh, the, the, the Women's Showcase I, I, uh, that's uh, going to be at that Mohegan Sun Arena. I would imagine as a WNBA coach like you were, you've played in that venue uh, Baylor, as I see it, lined up. UConn's going to be featured in that. Obviously, that's up in their part of the country. Uh, these are four big-time programs. I mean, I, I'll put Michigan. Uh, I'll say Michigan. I'll say four big-time programs. Uh, they're not quite to your your level. But um, what, what do you think that'll be like? And um, and, and and have you gotten to uh, have you gotten to uh, uh, tour the uh, Hall of Fame in the past? I have. I actually, when I was um, 
an assistant at Arkansas, um, and Phil Knight was going into the Hall of Fame. Um, they invited all the the men's and women's basketball uh, Nike school uh, coaches were invited to that to that Hall of Fame and Phil Knight's induction. And so I was able to go up. My husband was a head coach at Arkansas on the women's side, and and uh, Mike Anderson and his wife, the four of us, went up. Um, and then got to be at the Hall of Fame, be at the induction. I had my picture taken like Larry Bird has just always been my favorite player, but Larry yeah. Magic, you know, kind of the whole whole gamut. So it was a pretty incredible experience. So definitely been to the Hall of Fame, um, you know, coached two years with the Connecticut Sun, and Mohegan was our home court. And so, you know, just, just it's a great venue for for basketball in general, women's basketball especially, because it's, about the size that the new pavilion is going to be, you know, it's 8,000 and it's people are up close and back of house is awesome because it's, you know, huge for a concert venue. And, and so they, they just really do a good job um, with the hospitality and back of house. And yeah. And I, I would put Michigan, I mean, I think Michigan and Naz Hillman and, and what they've done in the last few years, um, certainly they don't have the, the history um, of UConn um, or Baylor, but as far as a, a good team today, um, a team on the rise um, in the Big Ten and nationally, they're, they're very good. You know, they just announced they're going to do a 30-minute 30, 30 uh, the WNBA draft lottery will be between games. And so, mm. you know, kind of creating a great day of, of TV coverage for women's basketball. And, and the beauty of UConn fans and, and Connecticut fans in general is they're women's basketball fans. They're not just Husky fans. So if they know they're going to get two great games, you know, they're going to come out for the games, not just to watch UConn. Certainly there'll be more at their game. But, yeah. You know, I think that's the advantage of it's, you know, certainly when we were at the Connecticut Sun, so many of our fans were crossover fans with the Huskies and they just, they get the game. They've seen it played at a high level for a long time. And, and so they're, they're great fans. So it should be a great environment um, for our players and for, for both of those games. So after y'all's game, you get to see who has the rights to, to pick Melissa. Is that right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, and I was I was interviewed for a big like Slam magazine article yesterday on that, and you know it's yeah. funny like I, I can be as political as the next coach I can like I I you know I know I know how to say what I need to say, but at the same time it's like it, for some like sometimes just being authentic and saying hey it's, it's probably going to come down to Melissa and Ryan Howard, and and it, and it may be about who gets the number one pick. You know, it's not that. Um, because they're both so incredibly talented. So what's yeah. your need, you know? And on top of that, what people don't understand sometimes is what happens in free agency, you know? So if they're able to go get a power forward um, that they're going to build around, then they might be more apt to take, you know, a, a Ryan Howard. But if they go get a, a really good guard in free agency, then Melissa Smith makes sense. And so, you know, I mean, I can't tell, I can't tell anyone like who they feel like is, is going to be more of a franchise player. I actually think both of them could be. And so, you know, it may be a situation, you know, and, and certainly I know Nolis more intimately. I know our game more intimately. I feel like I understand how it translates. And so I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of calls from those guys, you know, come spring. Yeah, I think they will. And, uh, and you'll have a lot to, to, to share. I, uh, I always uh, look forward to these conversations. Um, I will tell you as we uh, start to see how often we're going to do the uh, Nikki's coffee cart, um, I would tell you that uh, uh, there are two coffee shops in Waco. One is a longtime partner of, of mine, so they are a sponsor, but I also think they're 
It's Common Grounds right there on campus. Uh-huh. You know, I think of you course. know that one, and I think your kids I've and family know, will know like well. that one. Yep. And and then the other one that you might I don't know if you've been over there yet is on Austin Avenue, which is a real pretty street and kind of a old part of Waco, some old cool homes over there. And you're going to say called... Pinewoods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, like that so place. I actually, not to, not to give up too much to listeners, but I live right down the road in temp housing from there. Ah. So I have, I have, and they were actually, that's who our coffee was from for Nikki's coffee cart, you know, oh, that's for fun. that one. So yeah, so, yeah, so both, both are great, um, like yeah. both. Um, there are days I, I stop into Pine Pinewoods because it's it's literally just down the street for me. So, um, you know, and and I don't do a lot of stopping. I, I usually stop at the Nescafe cart in my office, and uh, you know, don't take the time to stop. But but yeah, big fan, big fan of both for sure. Just remember, you don't have to move out to Woodway and and live on all that acreage like Scott does. You could live right there on Austin Avenue in one of those beautiful old homes, and I think it would be fun. Well, I tell you what, they are beautiful, and it was funny because I didn't even know that area existed um, until I went, until this became like my temporary housing, and it, it is literally a beautiful area now. I'm not going to Woodway. I'm I'm going to be a northerner if there is such a thing, if that's even a term. I'm I'm actually building I'm actually building north of Waco, so oh, hopefully we'll close in February. And yeah, no, no, I don't think many people are up by me, but I, I did find um, you know property on on six acres and oh, nice. uh, room for a pool. And so, but yeah, it's it's definitely not where it's not Coach's Corner, um, okay. where I know a lot all of right. those guys are. So all right, all right, out north of town, we won't narrow it down too much, but that's exciting. Well, I'll continue. I'm, to no, it down. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Elma area, so. Oh, good, good. Um, yes. Yeah. Very familiar. Yes. Okay. Humpstead El- Heritage <laughs> people are building my house, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Give awesome. them a shout out. Pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We appreciate it. Always fun. Every Tuesday, it is the, uh, uh, it is the appearance from uh, Nikki Collin, the number five ranked Baylor women. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. There she goes, Nikki Collin, back with uh, more, a little bit more on the uh, Baylor Big 12. And I got a little more for you on Ole Miss, their upcoming opponent. That's next.